I'm Zach. I'm Riff. I'm Jim. And I'm Kevin. And it's time for episode number 266 of Video Games Hot Dog, a podcast about video games that we haven't done in a while. And gentlemen, I missed you. Oh, it's been I a while. You too, Zach. It's been a while. My been wife. While. Yeah, I, whenever anybody says that, I hear that song <laughs> and like, and repress the urge to sing it. Mm-hmm. I just I don't want to do that to the people around me. It's been Riff. a while. <laughs> My wife. Um... <laughs> uh, Riff, what have you been up to for these last two weeks? Um, just watching Total Recall over and over again, or just that clip of Total Recall on YouTube? <laughs> I, I've just been watching Total Recall once, as far as I was aware, but if it's been two weeks, gosh. Uh, mostly I've been playing video games, but we're not supposed to talk about that yet. Or ever. Yeah, if we... W- Eventually, we'll get to the point where we just have a really nice conversation, and the and the podcast ends yeah. naturally. I think we're ready to go right now. You think so? Yeah, I think I think we're. This is a good episode for not. Oh, you think we're done? Yeah, okay. I think like fantastic. You can edit in like like a couple sentences from the pre-show banter. Okay. I think if you want to flesh it out a little bit, but like I'm ready to. You just head home and call it a night. What have you been up to these last two weeks? What are we, are we still doing? Uh, I watched uh, Judge Dredd, the uh, 1995 uh, Sylvester Stallone oh, vehicle. Okay, how it's real how bad? Is, how, was it real bad? Yeah. Have you seen the more recent one? Yeah, and uh, that was okay. okay. That was like a, a solid action movie. Yeah, I've um, heard that and, one was pretty decent. I've only read the comics, so I don't, I don't know. Do yeah. the comics have Rob Schneider in them? <laughs> <laughs> Do, yeah, I am actually really curious. I, I get the feeling that, like, this is two very different takes on what could be the same material. Uh, the first one, like, the, the movie from 1995 feels a lot more like, it feels like it was inspired more by, like, the the analogy to the Batman movies is probably apt, where, like, Judge Dredd from 1995 was based on the Tim Burton Batmans, and uh, Dread, the new one, is based on the uh, Christopher Nolan Batmans, huh. where it's trying to be- take things a little bit more seriously. Unlike the the movie Fudge Dread, which is about the great hot Pre- fudge uh, flooding sure of Massachusetts town. Which, which, which Batman is that based on? <laughs> the 60s farcical okay, yeah. Batman. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. yeah. That, so that was a reference to the molasses, the molasses flood. flood. Yeah, I, for some reason, I ended up reading the Wikipedia article about the molasses flood. Like while I was on, did you read while it I real slow? I, no, I, I the weather conditions at the time, for whatever reason, caused me to read it really fast, and that's okay. that's why the article was so dangerous. <clears throat> there was that. Wasn't there a huge like expanding foam blob somewhere recently? Yeah, that was like a fire suppression. Uh, thing that got out of control in somewhere in California. It mm. like filled an entire block with foam. Man. Was that in California? I think so. I want to yeah. say like Chico or something. Okay. For some reason I saw those photos and I assumed that was somewhere in China. Is there a <laughs> Harpo, California? I don't know. Oh, is there a Cacho? Is there a Zeppo? Gummo? B- yes. Yes and Gumby? <laughs> Um, Chumby, Dumbo, Marlboro, <laughs> and those are our Patreon backers. <laughs> yeah, good. All right, got that out of the way early. Uh, thank you, Patreon backers, for for Patreon. backing Patreon backing back. our Patreon. I mean, there, there's Marlboro, <laughs> Massachusetts, baking. which had that horrible 
tobacco flood. <laughs> right. so there was this tobacco fire. The tobacco was released. Uh, tobacco. In a, it <laughs> right. took place in a series of very, very small fires, having a devastating effect on the health of our nation over over decades. Um, there was some. I feel like this is a thing that I read about, like maybe on the jokes page of one of my dad's like gun or police magazines at some point now uh, i really want to read the jokes page on a yeah, police magazine i would like it, to it, see a magazine called the guns or police magazine <laughs> <laughs> yeah guns or police it's like guns and ammo but yeah. um, you just you never or, know guns or ammo you know life is yeah. like a life is like an, an issue of guns or police magazine you never know what you're gonna get uh but it was about a guy who bought some very expensive cigars and then took out an insurance policy and then claimed that they were lost in a fire and then the insurance <laughs> company had him arrested for arson. But it doesn't make any sense. That's not a thing that can happen. He didn't. I mean, when he said, was it one big fire or a bunch of small, <laughs> multiple hour fires? <laughs> I do remember when my dad showed me a truck full of marijuana plants that he and the other police had had chopped down in the forest and and, and kept and and I said, uh, "What are you, what are you going to do with it?" And Dad said, "We're going to take it uh, home and burn it." And then Dad's friend Mark said, "Little bit at a time." <laughs> and I didn't get it because I was like seven. <laughs> I, was, I was so young I didn't even know how to say the word seven yet. <laughs> Or you thought you were talking about Halloween candy. Or you thought you were Polly Shore. Uh, <laughs> seven. <laughs> yeah. Man, did I tell you about going back to Arizona and the old Roku? I don't know if it has some weird, different Netflix algorithm or whatever, but when I was, I was just browsing stuff, trying to figure out what kind of movie to watch, and Netflix only wanted me to watch Polly Shore movies, and Amazon <laughs> Prime only wanted me to watch Dudley Moore movies. Wow. Huh. That, was there a crossover? Yeah, between those two. That's <laughs> oh, there, a, a sort of a more, a sort of a more shore. Yeah, yeah. or a shore more movie. One does not simply walk into more shore. <laughs> the latest time that I got my free month of Prime, which Amazon gives me like every six months or so for some reason, um, I I've I realized they had uh, movies you could watch on there. But like one thing they didn't, what they didn't have, and what they really needed was like a, a, a category which was movies that are on Prime and not Netflix. Hmm. Yeah. Um, it's a hard list to so curate or there, manage, I'm guessing. There are a bunch of websites. I they, they operate in some weird area, like lyrics sites or whatever, and I don't precisely understand how this kind of thing can be proprietary, but I do understand how you would want to protect it. Yeah. There are sites that you can just type the name of a movie, and it will tell you what streaming services it's available on. It really seems like it shouldn't be illicit material. Yeah. It, like, it, it feels weird to me that a list of movies could be proprietary. Like, I can certainly imagine them, like, you wouldn't want... Like, Amazon doesn't want people scraping amazon for that data yeah but it's also on the internet so i don't really think you can stop someone from doing it yeah like this is my blog where every day i search for every movie and i write down all of the ones that are available <laughs> on amazon prime that just like doesn't seem like a thing that they could stop me from doing right but who knows anyway there are a bunch of sites that are like that and every time i've tried to use any of them 
they have the police have shown up at your house it it has been correct swatted yeah okay in telling me where something was available i mean assuming i only cared about amazon or netflix or i guess hbo now um hbo now that i have that I'm super glad that HBO Now exists. I'm really glad that Wait, you can... is that different from HBO Go? Yes, because HBO Go requires you to have cable and an HBO subscription. HBO Now lets you just pay $15 a month to have access to everything that is Which on is, HBO. That's nice. TV shows and movies. Yeah, that's that's and, oh, wow. way better. Which is what I have wanted. Yeah. I mean, and I have been saying that I would pay that much money for th- that exact thing for the last 30 years. <laughs> Maybe the last 20 years. <laughs> I didn't want cable even when I had cable. When you were 10, you're like, I'm going to spend 15 bucks a month. I want to spend 15 bucks a month to be able to watch all the softcore pornography I can handle. <laughs> but it's not uh, When you're 15, that's a lot. Yeah, you can handle a lot of softcore pornography when you're 15. and but, but it's all on Cinemax. I wish there was a Cinemax now. No, I really don't, because there's way better porn available for free. <laughs> I bet Cinemax still exists. No, I'm sure it does. Maybe you can get Cinemax now. Yeah. I mean, maybe you just were really into the plot of Silk Stalkings. <laughs> That's true. Oh I'm really God. into saying Silk Stalkings in the way that in the way that you and I both say it. Yolko well, I had to ono. say it, otherwise yes. you wouldn't know. I you wouldn't realize it was a pun if you don't overpronounce it. <laughs> oh, oh, well, that's better. That's not how you would normally say stalking. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Stalking. If I'm no, I think I if I was just saying stalking, I'd say I was stalking somebody. So but how do yeah, you differentiate you the... Uh, you mean like putting them in the stocks. Right, see. How do you, how or do back you, on the shelf. How do you differentiate the, between that and the fad of recreating stock photos? Oh. Or, say, having a night job at a grocery store putting products on shelves. Right. Yeah. Well, it depends on if I'm trying to do it without the customers seeing me. Right. Oh, so like if you wore some sort of dark-colored leg... <laughs> coverings <laughs> yeah over my to, face yeah. to stop them from being able to see you yeah right. uh, what about the red shoe diaries by i almost said david byrne what i meant was david Duchovny. <laughs> the david byrne red shoe diaries would be much more interesting huh it was like let's take our clothes off and talk about how we're all gonna die <laughs> like, yeah okay that's i'm into that i guess californication another uh another david byrne sex show <laughs> yes david byrne again <laughs> <laughs> yep still still not uh, still not david david byrne still not david Duchovny. that's if there was that's david byrne brand what david byrne brand tagline, butter yeah. and that's the tagline on the box <laughs> man what if it was the parquet but you put a picture of david byrne on it so it looked like it was david byrne saying parquet <laughs> And then you fold the box over so it looks like he has boobs. <laughs> it looks like you can see David Byrne's boobs. Yeah. I could have gone the rest of my life without ever remembering those parquet commercials. <laughs> yeah, why? Why would you want to do that? They were great. Anthropomorphized butter box? Uh, Who doesn't want that? That, that speaks its name to you like a Pokemon? That's, yeah, yeah, that's all it does. And you open yeah, up the in, top of its head and scrape its brains out for your toast. <laughs> does it Does it say it like in response to like, oh, it's butter, and then it says parquet? Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah, whenever someone else says that it's butter, it right. says parquet. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, right. So like whenever somebody you... else suggests that that duck might not be Aflac. <laughs> right. <laughs> or like any any Pokemon when you misidentify it. Right. Okay. That's the. So is this a real thing about Pokemon fiction <clears throat> that Pokemon can only say their names? That might just be in the cartoon. It's just the cartoons. Yeah. In, in the and games, it... they, they make random noises. But is it just. 
it's all of them? Every Pokemon can say its name and only its name? There are some rare ones that can speak English, but okay. I can think of, like, two. But, can, so, does Meowth say, like, yeah. Meowth? Okay. A, a does... re- well, a regular Meowth just says <laughs> Meowth. That particular Meowth owned by Team Rocket can speak English for some reason. Wow, so you you can think of two Pokemon that can speak English out of all of the Pokemon, and I can think of two and, Pokemon at all, and what's one, the other one you're thinking the of? Same what's one? the other one Bul- you're thinking of? Bulbasaur. Oh, Bulbasaur think, only says Bulbasaur. I think the other one that speaks English is Pikachu. Nope. He only, I thought okay. Pikachu only said Pikachu, Pikachu and that's why I, that's what I thought the joke was, because I knew that Pikachu only said Pikachu. Well, except that sometimes he just said Pika, but that kind of doesn't count. Well, right? Yeah, because it's like he closes his mouth count. in mid-word. Yeah, yeah. or you yeah. could also say, like, choo-choo if he wanted to point out a train. Right. <laughs> or catch-you if he saw you eating nuts and he right. wanted some. Right, but but most of, like, his, his the, the vocal system in his brain is, like, silently saying Pika before each chew. Okay. You, you have to get that out of the way. Yeah, oh, you, so, or, or, or the way that their speech works is that there's just a... Their, it, their brain is just saying Pikachu, 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 oh, and all they do is choose when mouth. to open, open yeah. and shut their mouth. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so the so the Pokemon that's name is just the alphabet can actually speak English. It just has to just very slowly. Yeah. Have you guys ever done that thing where you put uh, your earbuds in your nostrils and turn the volume way up of whatever you're playing and then walk around and then it's only audible to other people when you open your mouth? Uh, <laughs> what? It's pretty amazing. <laughs> Uh, no, like you wouldn't think um, it would work really well, but it that does. Like that's a real thing. I <laughs> uh, I know, but I did. I have like in my musical career, such as it is, done the thing where I use earbuds as a talk box, where I just put them in my mouth and record, uh, make like make a lip sync uh, the words you want the music to say. Okay, and then play like you plug your guitar into your earbuds. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Weird. And I never had an that. actual amp. I always just used like a guitar pedal that like had a amplification circuit on it, so you could oh, plug just like in. a line out. Yeah, like okay. And then you put that in your mouth, and uh-huh. then you recorded that into a vocal mic. Uh huh. That seems yeah, <laughs> like that's how the pros do it. I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh man, I got I randomly got to see a Ween show. I we went to a wait Ween. Broke yeah, up. that's what I said uh, when. So uh, we went. My uh, Amelia and I went to her cousin's house in like the the rich people suburbs of New York uh, for Thanksgiving dinner, and it was great. And we're sitting around at the end, and we're figuring out what our plans are, and and we're going into Manhattan that night for the rest of our stay. And uh, Amelia's cousin points out that her husband has an extra Ween ticket. Holy and shit! I say, uh-huh, okay, like I, it fell through an alternate dimension. Yeah, <laughs> like, and it turns out Ween got back together and started playing again huh. sometimes, and he had a ticket. So I thought that I was never going to get to see a Ween show again, and I just randomly did because I happened to be paying attention when someone mentioned it. Yeah, uh, that's and it cool. Was, it was good. It was a good Ween show, like every Ween show, because Ween is a really good live band. There's a really loud live band, and I'm an old man. <laughs> it it took like multiple days for me to feel like my hearing wasn't fucked up from y- yeah, that show. Yeah, this is this is one of the reasons I never go to live music these days or ever. Um, April took me to a Glenn Phillips concert uh, about a month ago, um, and it was just an acoustic set. It was a guy. It was amplified, but it was just a guy with an acoustic guitar. 
and it was totally I could actually like hear the music and wasn't in pain the whole time and I wasn't even wearing earplugs it was amazing yeah, when we like, went to the national, it was fine. That's something I could totally do. Outdoor shows. That's the thing. I had mostly seen Ween outdoors, and so I had forgotten. The The only time that I ever went to a show that was so loud that, well, I don't know that this is like a thing that happens, but I once went to a Ween show, and it was so loud that I that the, after the show I had like a, just a completely debilitating like ear Ween. headache oh. for the, like I just... The show ended at like 7 p.m. It was at a festival, and I just like went back to the hotel room and just laid in bed with a pillow over my head because I couldn't but, stand the pain of just existence just because of how loud the show had been. And that wasn't like ringing in your ears. That was like a different thing. Yeah, right? that's interesting. Yeah, I don't know what that was, but it but it was terrible. But it sounds bad. Yeah, it was real bad. And yeah, this time it just made it so I was basically couldn't hear anything that anybody said for a couple of days. Yeah, you probably shouldn't do that, kids. Like and and the, like the performers just live like that. Yeah. I wonder how loud it is behind all the speakers, right? Because oh, they've got exactly. monitors. Yeah. They've got monitors in which they can hear themselves. Yeah. And like, how could you hear fucking anything? How could you like if they were subject to the same amount of sound that the audience was? There would be no way for them to isolate anything or for the mix to mean anything, right? So yeah. I have always assumed that well, on stage. I mean, it is just perfectly quiet. And also, you, all of the fucking smoke machine shit just isn't actually there from their it's perspective. Just, because who would live like that? Yeah. Like, there's actually just a wall of like yeah, cellophane well, between them and the audience. I always kind of figured that, like, them, the performers not being able to really hear what's going on is the cause of a ton of, like, onstage sloppiness. Hmm. Just anytime a band. You know, the, the the fact that a band is able to play in synchrony at all is kind of a miracle. You know, uh, Damien, MC Frontalot, uh, has played. So he played on like the BlizzCon stage mm. right before Ozzy Osbourne played. So he was technically playing through the same equipment that was then used to create an incredibly loud Ozzy Osbourne concert. I could ask him what it sounds yeah. like when you're on that kind of stage, and he'll probably tell me. Yeah, I mean, that seems I, like the kind I, of question he would answer. Yeah, okay, sure. I, I also know performing musicians, but no one that famous. We should definitely well, get. The I don't answer know that he's from... that famous. I think he's just been like he because of the, the weird arc of his career has ended up on a stage that was then equipped for an Ozzy Osbourne concert. Yeah, no, well, what I was getting at was that it would be cooler to get an answer from him than from random performing musicians I know. Okay. Uh, What about my buddy Bruce Springsteen? I bet he could also (laughs) answer that question. Does he know Max Weinberg? Um, Yeah, I went to to New York uh, for Thanksgiving, and before that I was in Arizona for a while, which I think think we talked about. I mean, uh, you've, show, you've talked you about Arizona in, Arizona in general. I went to uh, also for uh, Amelia's friend's birthday party in L.A. a couple of weeks ago. We went to Universal Studios Hollywood to the Harry Potter area, which had one thing that I wanted to talk about on the podcast because I think it is really cool. And I want there to be way more of this kind of stuff in the world. There is if you buy your kid the expensive wand from from Ollivander's wand shop there. There are places out in the Harry Potter village that they can stand, which are in front of like 
scenes that have cameras in them with these motion tracker things that will then that that you 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 look at a little placard on the ground and it says do this and that's how you cast this spell and then when you wave your wand in that pattern like something happens animatronically inside whatever you're looking at yeah. and that is fucking amazing and that's really did cool. you buy one of those did somebody in the group had one of those wands no we just like there were just kids everywhere do it, doing it and we were just a like saw one of them we just happened to be standing there like waiting for somebody to come out of the bathroom and this little girl came up and like made a thing levitate like okay that's how, cool. how much is the expensive wand i don't know i didn't look like the the wand store is just the thing at harry potter land that just has a constant line of little kids out the door all the time which leads me to believe that a it is for kids and b it is a thing with a very long line, and both of those things are things that I want to avoid. Right. Uh, so I guess the adult wand store would probably be a very different thing. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yeah, you can spend a lot of money at those. On what I suspect are probably very low quality products, if, you, if it really comes to it. The uh, the Harry Potter town is so good. It's just like the production values of the space are. I don't know. It's just, it looks great. It's like the, it's like sort of, do they have like the train station and Diagon Alley? And... They, they have, they have Diagon Alley and Hogsmeade are the two parts of it. Um, okay. And at least that's my understanding of it. There is a train. It's not really a train station. There might've been a replica of the platform that you can like take pictures on or something, but I might be thinking of something else. Um, has, has there been a good Harry Potter video game? Lego Harry Potter? Yeah, maybe. That was not great. Was it not? I, I well I didn't I didn't love it. I I was pretty excited about it because I thought that the reason that Lego Star Wars was better than Lego Indiana Jones is because the force metaphor oh, yeah. made a lot of Lego stuff uh, make a lot yeah. more sense in the game and Indiana Jones kinda didn't have that. And I thought, oh, Harry Potter will obviously have that. But then it was I don't know. I just didn't. Maybe I'd I'd burned out all of my Lego game appreciation on Star Wars. We also went on Shrek 4D at uh, Ollie's urgings, and it was the it was probably the worst thing I've ever done. What is that? (laughs) It's just a you go in and watch a Shrek movie. I, so we were trying to predict what the fourth D was going to be, and yeah, well, so I was like the four the fourth dimension is is going to be Shrek is going to fart and we are going to smell a fart smell that has been pumped in uh, right. to it. But it no, it turned Shrek did fart at some point. Uh, did you smell it? No, no. Uh, it spray the fourth D was it sprays water on you. Yeah. Cause that, wow, there's a, there's a Disney ride. That's, that's what, uh, what is, what's the D stand for? Dimension to water. <laughs> Dwayne, Dwayne Johnson. For some reason, I just assumed that like, okay, there's gotta be something that starts with D that'll happen. But I guess the three D's aren't like like dimension one, th- dimension two. They aren't like three words that start with oh, yeah, yeah, depth, depth, depth <laughs> and Dwight. <laughs> right. Well, there's you know if you are moving forward through, uh, I was gonna say dime, but <laughs> you can always stop on a dime. Okay. <clears throat> okay. I I think we need to workshop that a yeah, little yeah, yeah. before before we record the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Oh no! Um, we did the uh, we did the like. There's like a studio tour ride that I was like, as we were getting online, on, as we were getting in line for it, I just kept thinking and then saying to people, 
why are we doing this? Like a tour of a movie studio lot, like seriously sounds like the most boring thing. But then there's a bunch of elements to it where it's suddenly a ride. Like they give you some 3D glasses and then it's like, all right, well, now we're going to go into the area where we filmed Peter Jackson's King Kong movie. Oh, shit, we're on King Kong Island and there's dinosaurs everywhere and the thing is collapsing. And, and then there were some actual really cool parts to it. <laughs> like <laughs> group gets eaten. Yeah. Well, they, so they show like on the 3D screen, it's like shows what's supposed to be the car behind you getting like twisted off the tracks and people getting eaten by dinosaurs oh, out of it. Yeah. No, it was. But it was like, no, 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 I don't recognize that person from the car behind us. And I, you know, I know everybody. Oh, I was hoping there would be like face mapping where they, they project their faces onto a mannequin or something. Yeah. See, they don't expect everyone to have my level of situational awareness. Right. Not everyone, not everyone grew up reading Guns or Police magazine. <laughs> so they don't get all the, the magazine, like, you know, the jokes, that's, you know, that's what you read when you're a little kid, but you get a little older, you start reading the. I was, I always read Gundam Police. The, <laughs> um. What uh, what other fun, exciting adventures did you have on your travels? I want somebody else to talk about what they did for the last two weeks. I feel like I've been <laughs> the only I one talking. You just laid in anything. bed being sick. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've just been watching Judge Dredd on loop for the past. <laughs> Judge Dredd is your total recall. <laughs> right. I did the, uh, I guess this is kind of starting to talk about video games because this thing was technically a video game, but I am. Um, when when we went into the city after after Thanksgiving, I did the Ghostbusters 4D virtual reality experience. Oh, at, the 4D. Was the fourth D the same D? It was farts. It was actually marshmallow smell. Uh, Wait, spoilers who for smell farts smell like marshmallows. Uh, the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man. Oh, I'm assuming sense. I'm assuming that what that, was supposed to have happened like at the end is that he farted. Sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, this movie is presented in feel around. Uh, so. The first thing that you have to do to get to this VR experience is to go through Madame Tussauds Wax Museum, which is is like being in hell. It so imagine that you are trying to make your way through a crowd, many of whom are creepy fucking fake people <laughs> that are designed to look as realistic as and possible. Some of them are made of wax. The rest of whom the rest of whom are constantly stopping to take pictures of the other members of their party with the fake people so you can't just like fucking move through the space because oh. it's too crowded and then because you aren't moving other people show up and think you're a statue and yeah and they start taking their picture, picture with you yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> oh with are the late satoru iwata are the statues like things <laughs> yep. that you could touch and stuff yeah you can touch the statues? Mm -hmm. Really? Yes. That's gross. Yeah, so you can go like grope J-Lo or, yeah, like, or Kanye. <laughs> Kanye yeah, that, Harris. That gives you a perfect excuse if you want to just grope everybody around you. It's like, oh, I thought oh, yeah. you were... Oh, sorry. I thought you were a wax yeah. dummy. Yeah. I think they would probably actually kick you out for groping okay. J-Lo or yeah. Kanye Harris. Um, so that you, you get to the floor where the Ghostbusters thing is, and then you wait in line for a really long time, and... Two of the four uh, Windows tablets that you use to check in are broken. Um, so one of them is just cycling through. I one think it says you hacked. <laughs> yep, you hacked. Uh, all your data is encrypted. Uh, the, one of them was uh, just cycling through like what looked like the, you know, when you buy a picture frame, it comes with like fake family photos. Uh, <laughs> like, just like the default thing that one of these tablets does when it's not running the 
Ghostbusters point of sale thing. But you sign up, you pick the whole floor is like themed around the new Ghostbusters movie, and so all of the all of the uh, wax statues are of like the you know Leslie Jones and and uh, science woman. What's her name? Holtzman. Uh, Fuck. What's the actress's name? The actress. Who? It's not Kristen Wiig. It is. Nope. It's not Melissa McCarthy. No, Kate no. McKinnon. Kate McKinnon. Kate there you go. Yeah. yeah. So so it's like that. And then when you choose like the avatar that is going to represent you in the Ghostbusters VR experience, it is just four identical men who vary in skin tone. <laughs> Um, okay. So it's weird that there are. It's weird that you choose an avatar to represent you in this virtual reality experience. That you cannot see yourself when you are in there, but you can see the three other. Like they send you through it four people at a time. So you go through this thing. Tablets are broken. Wait in line for a really long time. They make you put things in lockers, and then the line gets out of order, and everyone is confused. Uh, and then you go in, and they strap on this, like, backpack vest thing with the, like, VR rig on it. And then they put the helmet on you, but they don't lower the actual visual part of the helmet yet. The The stuff worked well with glasses, which is one thing that I can say for it that is not always true. When she put the the mask thing down, the actual VR visor thing, the very first thing that I saw was the the there was, like, a... I don't know, 15-year-old kid across from me that had been put on the team of four people that I was going through with. And the Ghostbuster avatar that was the representation of that of that kid was, like, squatting with its back against the wall and its arms clipping into its torso to the point where they were not visible. And it was... It was juddering around like that going to the store video guy. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, this is going to be good for an entirely different reason than I was expecting. Was it because the kid was shorter than expected? <clears throat> I like- don't know if it's because they were messing around, like, putting on the gear. I don't know how it got the but because people continued to be just like juddering around like that the entire time and yeah. i don't know i don't know where wow. it was getting the like body positioning data for yeah. the other people also the whole time you're in there there is an attendant kind of just following you around and i kept like bumping into her because there's the fucking vr doesn't tell you where she is yeah no that's uh, probably that's just bad attendant training my, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah most of the walls that you see in the world are there and you can like lean out and touch the the walls and stuff the the, the tech i don't how, know if mine how you, was how do your own hands look the you cannot see them you okay. you cannot see yourself you can only see your your gun and the motion tracking on it is like so nauseatingly jittery that for the most part, all I could stand to do was kind of like back into a corner and shoot at things without really looking at the gun because it was too, uh, like it was just. So it's like way worse than a vibe. Yeah. And I was expecting that a thing with this budget would have better than better than consumer grade VR tech. Yeah. I mean, what is really interesting about it is that you're moving around an actual physical space and the walls that you're seeing, the the environment that you're seeing in the, in the VR experience is there in the world. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. That's a really smart way to like to handle, like moving around a physical space and in a VR experience is actually just having the space and it gets dressed up visually. Did they do things like you get in an elevator? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. They do exactly that. You you get in an elevator. And like I was 
Wait, what? What's the end of that sentence? It, you, you get in an elevator, and then the elevator's like, "Oh, now you're in a crazy like you're going up 300 floors." And then you go out a door, and you're on some scaffolding outside of a building, and there's is, a bunch is it of like the same wall layout. <sighs> no, like the... it's you. You you go out uh, the opposite door of the okay. el- like the elevator. It's one of the elevator. It's one one of those elevators that has doors on both sides, or in this case, one of those tiny rooms that has two doors. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. And it was weird because, like, because I was tall, I could see so much of the environment underneath the mask that it was, like, very obvious that, like, okay, like, this is not even, this is just, we're standing on a floor that's vibrating and that is all that's happening here. And, like, the closed elevator door in front of us is not there. Right. Even, like, because I can just, I can see where the attendant is right now and she's, like, walking in waiting for us to move on to the next thing. There was a there was a sequence where there were some ghosts and you could shoot at them, but I don't think that anything that anybody did had any effect on what was happening. So either we were just really bad at it or it's just a ride. Yeah. The the proton pack is sort of the perfect gun for a auto aim situation because it's just like a crazy spew of yeah, wiggly line. Yeah, that and they like, could do even in the movies, like the the beam curves. Yeah, yeah. So it's like just curve. whatever like, you want to do. Like the laser kind of. beam in uh, uh, what was that um, vertical uh, shooter, like RX three or something like that. Um, Downwell. But, no, it was it was a uh, like a bullet hell shooter, except uh, it was one of the vertically oriented ones. And one there of were the, a lot of those yeah. Ikaruga. It might have been in Ikaruga. I don't. Thexter. So. No, that's it not what like kind of game DX3 Thexter or something, was. Something like that. But anyway, uh, Raiden. One, Raiden. Yeah. Raiden Three. That was it. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Good oh. job. Yeah. yeah. And one of one of the one of the weapons was was like a laser that would track enemies and loop around and shit. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And that that I never figured out. Like I remember like looking at videos of that and trying to figure out like. How does that work on tile-based hardware? How do they get yeah. the curve so perfect? It's really interesting. There's another sequence where you're out on a balcony and there's just gargoyles flying at you. Like, you're, you're sort of looking out over New York, which that was cool. Like, it was cool to, like, feel like you're on scaffolding above, like, a, you know, 100-story drop and, like, you know, feels like you're outside because the fan is on. Um <laughs> But then it's just like, oh, right, this is like that part of Ghostbusters where a bunch of gargoyles from Gargoyles Quest flew at them and they shot them with the proton beams and didn't dissolve them. Uh, and then you go into another room. It Was it based on the cartoon? <laughs> it was based on the, it was sort of based on the new movie, like you, like it, the stuff that it was about was about the, like, family in that cursed house or whatever. I, I'm thinking that this project started and maybe ended before like the the the, the development work on this ex- the ghostbusters experience was mainly done before i people figured out that the new movie was going to star women which would explain like a why mm. all the avatars are men and b why it's so shitty <laughs> like just from the time frame like this probably predates the oculus i wonder yeah, it's. I mean, yeah. There, it ends with like the building, the room that you're in getting torn open by the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, and that was kind of interesting because you could point the gun at him and it would shoot the proton beams, and the 
specific parts of him that you were aiming at would get burn decals mm-hmm. on them, which that felt like a really weird level of attention to detail for something that had not otherwise had anything like that level of attention to detail. I wonder if that was the first thing they did and like the longest, the thing that they spent the longest yeah. on. Yeah. Been. Man, when you s- started talking about like attention to detail, I thought there was going to be like you could blow limbs off the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man and just like soft body physics and that would have been... <laughs> Very soft body. That Yeah. <laughs> that would have been impressive. Like just adding decals, probably not that hard. Like in the first room that I went into, I was like surprised to find that you could... Like, all of the objects in there were physics simulated. Hmm. And so, like, I just sort of walked up to a china cabinet and just knocked all the dishes off of it and broke them with the proton pack. So that was fun. Sure. Um, But then, later on, the part of the wall where that china cabinet was got destroyed for plot reasons. And so I wonder if only that part of it was physics simulated so that because that could happen because they knew that it was going to need it. Yeah, and that just happened to be where I went. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it was it was weirdly bad. But at least it wasn't very long. Yeah. And it was kind of expensive the, and required you to go through the entirety of a hellscape yeah, to get there. So the, you paid a high price for this. <laughs> I don't remember. I want to say that it was maybe like 40 bucks or something. No, I mean like emotionally. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was either 40 or $60 to get into the museum and do this thing. Okay. I got a survey after it asking whether I would recommend it to people, and I said no, and then I sort of explained to them why I thought it was a poor quality experience without... Did you just link to this podcast? Insulting. Yeah, you know, I should... <laughs> I should have I should have saved the survey I'm until later. I'm going to unrecommend it to thousands of people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, yeah. I wouldn't say don't do it if you're already going to Madame Tussauds Wax Museum for some reason. If but you wanna, if you want to go, go to a hellscape. Certainly don't go. Or if you're the kind of person that w- is interested in a wax museum, like the kind of person to whom that doesn't just sound like boring at best and horrifying at worst. Well, at is, night, at night when everyone else goes home and the statues come alive. Mm-hmm. That's, probably, that's pretty that's great. Yeah. Time. It's like the best band in the world, man. You got Kanye Harris on the drums. Oh, you got J Lo on vocals. You got the, Fidel Castro on the, that, that the ghost experience is the only entertainment those guys have. Right. What a life. Oh man. Yeah. To run it for themselves over and over all night long. I wonder what happened if you shot a proton pack at a wax dude. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little sad. I don't know if I'm a little sad that Ghostbusters isn't going to be like another Marvel-style franchise, because I would not uh, mind seeing a whole bunch more Ghostbusters movies, Yeah, honestly. Yeah. Like, it's not like anything that they could do. Like, I, I enjoyed, as a kid, the real Ghostbusters cartoon, so it's not like the further adventures of dudes or ladies busting ghosts with this equipment is going to do any damage to the experience of the franchise in my mind. Yeah. I, I think we... I already talked about this on this podcast. I th- what I just want is a sitcom, like a really low budget, like two rooms sitcom with those characters and no ghosts ever. Yeah. Just like every like, once in a while they come back with like a smoking trap. It's like, whew, that sure was hard busting yeah. that ghost. Because like I, uh, I, I, that movie was really incredibly funny, but like all the parts where the ghosts were involved, just could just, they could just go. You need like I mean, the, you- the first live action tick. Uh, TV show. Yeah. That might be, yeah. Which was too good to remain on television. Yep. <laughs> Does it become a web, web original? It eventually got remade under some new... 
it sucks to see startup culture come to entertainment like the entertainment industry because it's like hey we're launching this new network so there's all this stuff that you might care about and this is probably never ever going to be profitable so all of this shit is just going to disappear in a year or two years when our funding runs out uh, good thing there's BitTorrent <laughs> I just mean that like you get to get excited about all of this stuff being made because it's like oh they're finally going to make a movie of this property that yeah. was not popular enough for anybody to make I, a movie out of with their own money yeah well, I mean I, I I think the other way to look at it is that this stuff otherwise just wouldn't get made at all. Yeah. Um, it was similarly, like, there are a lot of game developers who are making a living making, like, games for platforms that no one will ever play. Like, all the people who are being paid by, by Facebook to make Oculus games, because Oculus needs content for their platform, they're making a game for no audience, like on uh, unless like by some weird off off chance uh, the the VR actually takes off. Yeah, you can also make them with multiple platforms in mind, and yeah, but you're yeah. Not, the, Facebook is never going to give that to you to do anything else with. Well, but Facebook might they might I mean, th- resell so, them so on, on the dominant platform once it. This is hold. this is topical. Uh, Sony in 2013 paid. Uh, Brandon Sheffield and well, I mean they paid Microsoft Games who then hired me to we worked on a game called Gunhouse for the PlayStation mobile platform and it was a similar thing where like they paid us money to make a game that no one would ever play basically yeah. I mean we um, got paid to make Master Swords which was a game that almost no one played right and, and but the and we got like the the problem with that contract was that we got paid for like three months of work and we ended up spending a year on it because we cared too much. Like there was nothing in the contract about making a good game. So like we could have Was just... there anything in it about whether or not a dog could play basketball? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that, nor that. And inside um, of dog, it's too dark to play video games. <laughs> right. Uh, but the contract like was the, what they gave, what they got in exchange for that, uh, uh, the money they gave us was basically like, I think it was just six months of exclusivity. So, like, depending on how generous the corporation is being, like, you could totally take the money, put it on that platform, and then just put it on another platform. The reason it's topical is that uh, Gunhouse is now finally on iOS and Android. But you shouldn't go buy it yet because it's not, it's still pretty buggy, and I'm sending Brandon patch, like, patch bug, bug reports and, uh, like, give it a couple of weeks. I mean, at this point, do you get any of that money? Uh, I, yeah, I do. Okay, good. Um, even though, like, we, we, the, the deal was weird, but yes, I do. Everybody go buy a gun house, but not yet, apparently. But not yet. Like, give it, well, I mean, you Just, could, you know, I'd say wait till it's on sale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, It'll probably be good by then. Hopefully. I heard No Man's Sky got good just in time for it to go on sale. I, I heard it, it, well, the patch was called the foundation patch, right? Meaning the good part's coming, I think, yeah, is what no, they're trying yeah. to get at. They didn't mean they patched in the entire plot line of Isaac Asimov's Foundation trilogy. <laughs> right. Uh, it's there somewhere. I mean, in an infinite randomly generated universe, it has to be. Also, the Death Star is there. Also, your dog that died when you were a kid is still alive. Oh. You know, I was talking wow. to the to those guys the years ago dogs. about uh, the... Um, Hello, Talk, talking to Hello Games, yeah, about um, is that what you said to them? <laughs> is it me you're looking for? I, I think at some point I said hello. <laughs> you, you were applying for a job there, and you said hello. Is it me you're looking for? 
I'm a uh, video game developer. And I, I, I was talking to them about putting, um, now that this is out in the open, I can talk about this a little bit. Uh, I was putting the sigil in their game, um, and they said they'd rather it be its own thing. Um, and that wouldn't have solved their problem, but, like, if that game actually did have Frog Fractions 2 in it, which, spoilers, it doesn't, uh, I think that would have solved their problem. I think that would have been, like, enough for people. Huh. That's me being very self-aggrandizing, but... Like, if it was just on one of the planets in the universe? Yeah. Like, who, got, who gets to name that planet? It's just called Butts. Nice. <laughs> like every other planet. Right. Like, but yeah, it was the first one. That's the, one, the only one the game tells you is called Butts. Yeah, no, it's like Butts Jr. Butts. Th- <laughs> Miss uh, Butts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Miss Butt Man. <laughs> Baby Butt. <laughs> that's the one that's also a pinball machine. But it's two, it's two pinballs welded together. So <laughs> the physics of the pinball machine is real. God. Bride of Pinbutt. <laughs> what would that even do if you had if you had a pinball machine that was designed for like a butt shaped pinball that, that couldn't roll? <laughs> well, it could. It would just, just slide, direction. right? Yeah, it would just get stuck it, somewhere. Well, it depends on what. Like. It, well, would it be cylindrical? I mean, it depends on how. What does it mean for something to be butt shaped? Yeah, I guess. You would need What's like peach. You would need like a device that has like three ball bearings on the bottom that perform that are that will roll like together. Oh yeah, okay. And then just like a have a just butt like on a, top, a rubber butt on top, right? <laughs> right. It's always sound advice: rubber butt on top. <laughs> uh, unless you hardly know her, in which case, <laughs> which, <laughs> which case, go to the wax museum and then pretend it was one of the statues. It could be. It could be anything. Uh huh. Sorry, I thought your butt was made of wax. Wouldn't have to be a butt. It could be, well, it could be a wax butt. It so it could change over the course of the game. Like you could you could hit the butt into a secret compartment on the playfield, and then it goes under the table, and then when it comes back out, it's boobs. I remember someone talking about like the having a making a pinball cabinet that like incorporated holograms to a serious extent, where um, it well. Instead of having like machinery, op, like uh, making physical, uh, putting on a physical show for you, it would just have a display that um, was composited onto like your view of the the table, so that there are like monsters walking around on there that were computer animated. There's uh, a couple of pinball machines from like the Star Wars Episode One era that do a little bit of that okay so that that was a thing that existed then yeah it was like a it was like a pepper's ghost thing on part of the play field right where it would it would have like holographic you know not holographic it would just have like images of characters moving around and those would correspond to things that changed in the play field behind that part that you couldn't see yeah i i had gotten like what i had i had seen like a mini documentary about how this and then forgotten immediately like how this thing was going to revolutionize pinball but then they realized nobody wanted pinball anymore so the project got canceled because it was expensive a few people want pinball and it turns out that a few of the people who want pinball are like lawyers with huge garages and a lot of money to spend on pinball machines and so that's what's keeping that's what's keeping pinball Uh, alive now makes sense yeah sorry that's what's keeping like modern day pinball designers and manufacturers alive 
It would surprise me if there are more than like a half a dozen people designing pinball machines now, or even really in the heyday of pinball. Are, are there even, is there even more than just, what, Stern is the name yeah, of Yeah, there is one other company that has started making some pinball machines. They started? Like, yeah. Pretty wow. recently. Um, they're, fuck, what is it called? They, they make, they made a The Hobbit one that just came they're out. Really good. Yeah. They're crazy high production values just as objects. Hmm. Uh, they made a Wizard of Oz one. Mm-hmm. I'm almost sure that is a new company. I, I should know this. Um, I can try to look it up. Just look up. Yeah. Wizard of Oz pinball. That's. Because I don't think it's, it isn't like Gottlieb, it isn't Bally or Williams, 24-hour fitness, it isn't, uh, Bally's? Gold, Gold's Gym. Caesar's Palace. <laughs> now we're just all watching Kevin look this up. Have you, Jim, have you played any Jersey video Jack. Games? Jersey Jack. Yeah, that's it. Jersey Jack Pinball. Uh, I sent a text to April before the podcast asking what games I've played this week. Oh, good. She sent me a list. Uh, Gunhouse. Okay. I, I played a bunch of Gunhouse, which is a pretty cool, cool falling block puzzle game where, like, you make big, you make blocks out of the smaller blocks, and then you load the blocks to the left or the right to load, to put guns on your orphanage. And then you tap the guns to fire the guns at oncoming monsters that are trying to kidnap your orphans. That's cool. It's not a bad game. I, I would give it three out of five stars, probably. Okay. Give it a solid three out of five. I've heard the iOS port is kind of shitty. I, it's, you know, it's, it's <laughs> frankly probably better than the PSM original, but it, it's got issues. Right, but no one, no, it is not possible for anyone to have played both because no one played the first one. Right. Okay. I think the sales figures were in the two digits. Um, Wait, are you serious? <laughs> PSM was a platform that nobody ever, like, understood. Like, what device? It, okay, so the, okay, we're getting into this now. PSM was a <coughs> um, monogame-based uh, uh, game platform that ran on the Vita and it ran on select Android phones, mostly the ones that Sony manufactured. And so it was a, like a subset, like if you, if you take the, the, the subset of both of their capabilities, okay. you get uh, this, this dot, like mono game based system that's like, it's got something like 100 megabytes of RAM. Um, so don't take this the wrong way. And I think that you won't because of your feelings about the platform. Uh-huh. Was Gunhouse a Flash game? Uh, no. Okay. No, Gunhouse. So what I saw it kind of looks like a flash game. I mean, Gunhouse, like it, it's got that art style. Yeah, I think that's the main. Um, thing and it's also got, um, it's got f- animation that's like similar to what you would see in Flash, where it's it, we used Spriter, which is a component-based an- skeletal animation system, where like the artist would draw like here's the body of the creature, here's like the forearm, uh, here's the head, and you just you like move those around and you squash and stretch them. Um, in a skeletal animation system, in an animator, and that's what gets rendered on the uh, in the final product. So yeah, it, it looks like a, a flash game in that sense. Um, PSM uh, was like never. It was one of those things where like no one ever understood what it was or what it was for, and like you could, if you anybody with a Vita could buy things in the PSM store, but you had to like really dig in the Vita store to find that section, hmm. and so as a result, just nobody knew to look for it. 
And so and no one ever almost, decided to develop for it. It was it only had the games that Sony paid people to make. Yeah, and like like quick ports like um Super Crate Box was on there. Um cuz it was like a weekend port. Um and like it was mostly yeah, not mostly games that were not that great. If you, so if you like did go in there, you dip your toe in the in the PSM store, it was mostly like stuff that seemed like it belongs on new grounds. Okay. So like I understand that like why nobody ever looked, but like it was it was definitely a platform that was kind of doomed from the start. Um, I forget where I was going with all that. By Gunhouse, you've been playing Gunhouse. Yeah, you know it's not bad. It's like a it's a a neat little uh, a neat little puzzle game, action puzzle game with great art and music. Is it good on a phone? Yeah, although like it's on my screen, which is like a five incher. Um, it's uh, almost too small, so on an I- iPhone screen, like the one you're holding, it might be too small. Okay, well, got to buy it and find out. All and right. If it is too small, I'll play it on my iPad. Uh, speaking of too small, uh, on iOS currently, it's a gigabyte. Wow. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> Which uh, Brandon is looking into. On Android, it's 120 megabytes, and that was the <laughs> oh. size of the package that he uploaded. So, like... <laughs> I don't know if they're like render like on the on the store side of things they're rendering out assets at all possible sizes or something. That is a that is a thing that happens with with Unity. I don't know. Yeah. About anything else? Yeah, it's 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 weird. Anyway, they're hopefully patching that soon. The screenshot is incomprehensible <laughs> in the in the App Store page. Yeah. Yeah, the game is it, it's a it's a we didn't do a very good job with the tutorial. Nice. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> you are selling the shit out of this. <laughs> it's it's like three out of five stars. All right. Yeah. Well, it's three out of five dollars too. So it's. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm proud of it. I think it's a good game, but not great. Um, I played uh, Pokemon Sun and Moon, or wait, one of them. I forget which. Pokemon Guns or Police? <laughs> it's Rhythm and Police. Um, and uh, I got to the part where, like, some horrible bug eyes started blinking at me from the touchscreen, and then I just spent, like, an hour on the internet trying to figure out how to turn that part off. Um, and I haven't played it since. <laughs> that, that disturbed you so much, huh? Well, it was more that, like... I uh, saw that picture that you posted on Twitter of, like, a piece of duct tape <laughs> on the screen. Yeah, that was my eventual solution, but I still haven't played it. Um, it are there just always, like, creepy... I mean, it's eyes it, on the. It's, it's, it's they your, anthropomorphize your yeah, like Pokedex. It's your, it's your living computer companion. Huh. That yeah, is, like, that's that's the other Pokemon I was talking about that I could think of that can speak English. Actually. Oh, I thought it was in the okay, and I thought it was in the cartoon. Um, yeah, yeah, like I, didn't I, that clear. I wasn't as bothered by that as I made it out, but like I did like kind of get into a get into a, a, a state where I was like, fuck this game unless I can figure out how to turn off these eyes. <laughs> and not, not because, like, not because of anything the game did, but just, like, that's how, just, just that was just the mood I was in. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, and I, yeah, I don't know. I'll, I, I don't know. It's a Pokemon game. This one talks more than most of them. Yeah. Uh, like, the, there was all the, a bunch of cutscenes at the beginning that I could have done without. But I've also caught some stuff, and it's pretty cute. Yeah, it's it's so, super like, super good. That's that's the majority of what I've been playing recently. Okay, is, is this the uh, the moon version? 
specifically. And yeah, I it's... feel you about those eyes, Jim. I, I can't poop unless I turn all the Hummel figurines around so they're not looking at me. <laughs> yeah. Why do you have was... Hummel figurines in your bathroom? Where else are you going to keep them? <laughs> Why do you have Hummel figurines in your toilet? <laughs> I can't poop on their faces, only the backs of their heads. <laughs> Well, that, yeah, yeah that'd dis- be rude. That's disrespectful. Yeah. <laughs> but no, uh, I, 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 I would say this is the be- possibly the best Pokemon game they've made. Riff, you take over, because I just looked at the rest of the list April sent me, and it's all stuff I'm not ready to talk about. Okay. Um, I, don't, I don't know what else I have uh, to say about the Pokemon game. I think I, I feel like I covered most of it uh, talking about when I played the demo. Um. But yeah, it's, I mean, it's super good. It's super pretty. It's well written. Uh, there's a lot of really genuinely funny moments. Um, Is it a localization team that wrote it or was it originally English? I imagine it's originally Japanese. So yeah, it's it's originally, uh, it's a localization team. Um, but just the, um, what I gather is that this game is the first time they've had a new director on the series since like the third game in the series. So interesting for years and years. So, uh, or okay. To be, to be more precise, this, this guy also directed, uh, Omega Ruby and alpha Sapphire, but because those were a remakes and B like subsequent games in the same generation of as X, Y, then, like, obviously he didn't have any real leeway to make sweeping changes or, or add new ideas. Right. Uh, so, so so this is the first one that he's really directing, and he super-duper just stepped up to the fucking plate and knocked it out of the park, and it is really good. So when I think of, like, what's different about this Pokemon, I'm thinking, like, and this is based on, like, the first hour of the game, like, I don't think there's been a Pokemon that this story-focused. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is that correct? It's it's pretty story focused. Yeah, I, I would so, uh, like this I is even more of a JRPG of the, than like most Pokemon. Yeah, I didn't play most of the. Uh, uh, I haven't played a lot of the more recent ones. Like I didn't play Black White or Black White Two, and I okay. haven't I haven't finished X. So so maybe those are more uh, more storyline focused. Uh, but yeah, this definitely has more of a story, and I think because of the fact that they've moved away from the old, like, there are eight gyms, go beat the eight gym, gym leaders, that yeah. they, they've changed it to a complete, completely new format, and so they've written a story around it to that, like, makes sense of that change, um, so, that, so, that, you know, all, so that it all fits together some, sensibly. Yeah. Were all of the previous Pokemon games just kind of, I feel like we've had this exact conversation before, but my impression is always that they were just kind of the same game over and over again, but maybe they had some slightly different Pokemons or slightly different combat rules or... Yeah, kind of. I mean, the combat rules have always pretty much been the same, but like every generation adds 100 or 150 new Pokemon, and every generation like has... A different story has like a new storyline with new characters but the basically the same formula and every generation thinks it invented sex yeah yeah 
the I think the most recent one prior to this, which is what X Y, uh-huh. I think that was the first one that had like a, that changed the way the world looks. That actually has a three D world, and you're running around in kind of an analog way rather than tile based two D. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that was that's that felt like a pretty major change to me in terms of how like the game feels aesthetically. There was a tile based two D in the uh, in the uh, <laughs> NES in the facts of life. facts of life game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd play that. that yeah, I'm glad good. you thought of the name of the show because I was afraid I wasn't going to be able to when I started the joke. <laughs> I was going to say different strokes, right? So. I think they were in the same universe. I think they've crossed over. They crossed yeah, over. Yeah, I was going to say, I think they had a crossover yeah. situation. Because they, they both had that cop from Homicide Life on the Streets in them. Yeah. Or guns. Richard Richard Belzer. And they both they both had Richard Belzer in them, which means they also took place in that autistic kid's snow globe hallucination. <laughs> right. I mean imagination. Um, the, that's... Oh, uh, okay. So I did. I uh, I also played. Uh, I played a bunch more of Kingsfield Four. Uh, the other new thing I played is actually sort of a board game. Um, there is a Kickstarter a while back for a game called. Well, it was originally called Fantastic Beasts, <laughs> but then it turned out for some reason they couldn't use that name. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it got changed to it- uh, Beasts of Balance, I think. You know, to be fair, it was called. Fabulous beast. So it was a that's, little that's, bit uh, of a. That's, it was a I little think. bit of a spurious trademark claim, uh, I think. That's but a bummer. But a, like, yeah, like a five hundred pound gorilla making a spurious trademark claim is yeah. still gonna. But uh, yeah, I got I got my I got my copy of that. Um, oh, you got it too. Cool. Nice. Yeah, because yeah. I played we it? played it at Indiecade. Um, our friend John Brodsky was demoing it for the people that made it, and then. Um, Oh, also, when I was in England, I met uh, Alex, someone who was one of the people on that team. Uh, Alex I, Cooper. I found, yeah, Alice Cooper. Uh, I found out that because he was saying that he was the one that wrote all the Kickstarter updates for it, and I had just received one that day. Hmm. Um, is it fun to play? Uh, it's kind of neat. Uh, it's uh, it's. It's very attractive, and I've just been leaving it out on the table, and then so I end up playing three or four games of it a day just because it takes like ten minutes to play, and it's sitting right there. And so I walk past and go, oh, I'll play another game of this. And it's fun to play as a single player? Yeah, it's all right. It's probably more fun to play as multiple people because you can... It, it, is, it would be fun for me to play this game as multiple people. I'll just get some different hats. Uh, but but I guess Riff, you, you could... have plenty of those. Come on. <laughs> um, but you could like I don't know mess with each other and and or and or root each other on <laughs> if you're playing yeah, back, with other people. Back before I got cats, I would occasionally set up a game of Arkham Horror and play it like as multiple characters, which is way more fun than trying to play just as one by yourself. Even mm-hmm. though the game says for that it supports single pl- uh, well, a one player game. Yeah, I played the new Mansions of Madness as a single-player game once, and it was just, like, brutally difficult. Yeah. Because that game has a mechanic where every turn something shitty happens to one of the investigators, and when it's always you, you're just always losing power. You're playing it as a single character? Okay. Yeah. 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 The game game I played of that, I played two characters. 
that yeah, similar. I mean, Arkham yeah. Horror is balanced similarly, where like the the bad thing that happens every turn, like every, it, the bad thing happens every time the the uh, after everybody goes, and if it's just one person going, it's like every time you make a move, right? <laughs> The uh, what is the game that is not Arkham Horror nor Elder Mansions Sign? of Madness nor Elder Sign because that's the like Yahtzee one. What is the one where the map is the entire world? Oh. Oh, Eldritch Horror. Eldritch yeah, Horror. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, that one is apparently also playable solo. Hmm. Um, I played a game. I did not play many games. Like I spent a total of like. 36 hours in my home out of the last three weeks and so i like five of those i spent playing dishonored 2 but not to the extent that i have anything to say about it yet uh, i played a game at the office yesterday because it just popped up i bought a lot of just like dollar and two dollar steam games during the autumn sale things that would run on the mac and then i played them for three minutes and they sucked and i don't ever want to see them again <laughs> uh but I, I bought a game yesterday called Dead Secret, hmm. which it makes sense as a VR game, I think. It is it is a very, very straightforward, like, first-person adventure game, but you don't have free movement. You, you have, like, mist-style movement, but the camera moves very, very slowly toward the point that you click on to move to. And I hope if you're playing it in VR mode that it actually teleports you there because otherwise it would be really gross to do um i also think that it has this gimmick where you use one controller for it because your character has a broken arm that is in a sling and that is how they make it so you can only use one object at a time in the world um but you're exploring this house and it's spooky and you're uncovering the mystery of who killed a guy and there's four there's five endings there's a s a b c and d d is the ending if you could just get killed by this i guess it's a monster there's like some supernatural elements but then maybe this monster is just a person in a suit you don't know there's a machine that makes maybe your hallucinations become real uh but it's fun. You're you're in a spooky farmhouse, and spooky things happen to you, and you're playing a little adventure game. And I bet it would be fun in VR. Is the S ending the one with like the dog controlling the UFO with the, the control panel? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think you. So at the end, it's like, all right, you're in this final room. Now, who do you think is the killer of these four suspects? And I guess if you like read all of the optional material that you've been collecting, you can figure out which one the developer thinks was the right one. But I just picked one at random, and I got the A ending. <laughs> um, and so there were four available endings to me at that point, and four choices there. So I have no idea if that means that each of those choices, like a little vignette, played out after I was done, and I don't. You know, after I made the selection, and I don't know if that vignette changes based on who you select or what. Um, it also has some of the worst VO I've if I've experienced in recent memory. Like the writing is kind of hokey, but it is delivered so badly by the single voice actress that there is that it like is just categorically a case of this game would be way, way better if it did not have voice acting. Do you think, that, is any other of the rest of this game hilariously campy? No. Okay. And it's not even campy, it's just bad. Oh. It's like it's like the person was just not a very good 
actor. I mean, maybe it would be campy if the rest of the game was also bad. <laughs> Is that how that works? Hmm. I don't know. I never really understood how to appreciate camp. Fair enough. I remember having this discussion with, we were going to, <clears throat> when I was in London with Amelia, we uh, a friend of hers was having a birthday, and it was at this gay bar in London that had a drag night, and I remember talking to him, and I feel bad about the way that this conversation went, talking to him about, like, I'm not sure how to appreciate this. Like, I don't know. And, like, I think that the impression that he got from this was that I was weirded out by gay people. And, Mm -hmm. like, that's super not the case. And I feel bad about, like, making someone feel that way. But the actual problem that I was having was I don't know how to feel about things that are, like... Camp, to me, means a thing that you are supposed to enjoy because it is bad and I don't have that hmm. in me. And so I never really know. What actually happened was we went to this drag show and the people in the show were just hilarious and charming and the show was great. Uh, just the energy of it was amazing. And it was it was effortless to tremendously enjoy it. I don't know that that would be true of every drag show. Yeah, but I, I feel like when people... When people talk about, like, for example, a movie like Snakes on a Plane, I think there's definitely an aspect of feeling like you're going to see it because it's a bad movie. But if, like, I haven't seen that movie, but, like, the reason I had interest in seeing it was that it looks like a genuinely fun premise. Um, And I feel like that's the case with almost all, like, enjoyable camp, is that this is actually just a comedy that's genuinely funny that like has a lower production quality than like other movies of of its ilk um but the people didn't think they were making something good yeah not necessarily yeah, well I you mean, know what i mean it, not like good like they didn't think yeah, they were making something like, important maybe a yeah yeah maybe yeah. a better analogy is like punk music where like you you go into the garage and you record an album on you know your four track and uh it has like hopefully it has good qualities that are not its production values right but you're not going to spend months in post-production you're not going to re-record tracks right later because that guy moved away right you know, like yeah man did you uh did you see the thing about it i think it was the the son of one of the original members of the sex pistols just burning all of the memorabilia that he had on the Jeez. banks of the Thames. Wow. It was like, like, wh- like the fact that anyone cares, the fact that this stuff is worth $6 million is the least punk rock thing that has ever happened. And I'm putting a stop to it. Like <laughs> it's, it's like when, uh, what's when the KLF burned the money they had from all their uh, music yeah, sales. Yeah. Was it like a million pounds? Yeah, it was like it, it was like the movie. The, the movie they made was called "Watch the K Foundation Burn a Million Quid," and it's just like a handheld video camera shot of them like throwing more money onto the fire for an hour. Man, I don't know. Like the the other a couple of the other people from the Sex Pistols were <laughs> were on record as saying that this was a bad idea <laughs> and it was like you know donate the money to charity instead of throwing it away and he was specifically like no because this shit just ends up on some banker's wall and it's like well right 
all of the people who were cool when they uh, when they were young eventually get old and have like normal jobs. Yeah. Well, not all of them, I guess. Millennials will stay punk forever because they'll never get rich. That's true. <laughs> you have to own a house to put a to put a to, sex, have a to put a sex pistols flag on your wall. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin, you've been so quiet. Yeah. You feeling okay? Yeah, I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm still kind of under the weather a little bit, I think. <clears throat> Have you played any video games? I played a, a few things here and there. Um, uh, I finally finished Deus Ex Go. I had been stuck oh. on a couple levels because uh, I refused to go beyond them without <laughs> oh, masterminding so you, you, them. <laughs> you didn't want to Deus Ex Go. Exactly. Wait, you can skip levels? No, you like. I mean, finishing the levels was never the issue. It was finishing them with the the optimal oh, I turn see. count, which yeah, on the last couple their, levels is pretty hard. Which is their bonus uh, objective? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so they had been dissuading me from doing any of the like other content in the game because I hadn't finished the main plot line or whatever. And I wish I had ignored that because I think I would have enjoyed the daily puzzles, right? Quite a bit. Um, so I've been doing those for the past three or four days. Uh, Are they like randomly generated, or did they just construct a year's I worth of puzzles? And don't know. They are constructed. I think some of them are community-based, community-made puzzles because hmm. they have included a puzzle editor in the game now. That oh. just happened a few days ago, though, right? Yeah. Like that. So I have no idea because I didn't. I also didn't do the daily puzzles before. That was a feature. That's a cool feature. Hmm. Uh, I spent like 20 minutes designing a puzzle and was sort of figuring out exactly how everything worked and then the game crashed and it just all that Oof. progress is lost which is garbage so I probably won't make any puzzles because I don't want to bother spending a bunch of time on something and then have uh, do you guys remember when Excitebike had a track editor mm -hmm. with a save button <laughs> And the I don't save button, what the save button did nothing. It was just it was just wasn't hooked up to anything. Huh. Like on the Famicom Disk System, it would save your track, mm. but then they ported it to the NES and like and left it left it in. I see. In in completely non-functional. Like I had always assumed as a kid that there was just like some disk add-on I didn't have. Mm. Well, but that just, was sort of true, it, <laughs> right? But like not in America, right. not available to me. Yeah, it saves it to the Satella view. <laughs> like beams it out to everyone. It puts it in the cloud. Right, the nineteen eighties cloud. It's saving it in the library of all possible Excite Bike tracks. Luckily, that library is very small because every Excite Bike track is the exact fucking same thing. Right, it's just like, the it's, the the big like pyramid shape over and over again. Right, <laughs> yeah, but just like nothing but zoom pads. Right, like, <laughs> was there? You couldn't just put like a wall on an excite bike. Like, no. could you make an there were there could were, you make an impossible excite bike track? Is there any such thing as an impossible excite so, bike track? Because you could only you could you there were you, you couldn't like build shapes. And there also were just they, prefab things that you could right. put. Like, you know, now it's this shape. Now it's this shape. If you wiped out, it would move you forward, wouldn't it? A little bit. No, you you like. I thought it did move you forward a little bit. When Does you, it? Yeah, like you'd get stuck in a loop sometimes where like, you were where you kept crashing. And every, it would scoot you forward a few pixels. Well, yeah, it moves you forward because, like, when you tumble off the bike, the bike rolls for a while. Okay. Right. And then you have to run back to it. That, yeah, that makes sense. But, like, I don't, yeah, I don't think it's possible to make an impossible 
maybe maybe you like have so a, it's impossible to make to make an impossible, impossible maybe you can set like the 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 objective time too low hmm. but i don't think you can actually that's set a, the that's objective a boring time. way of making it impossible right like you couldn't put stuff all that close together either right like you yeah no it, it's a very very restricted level editor like i seem to remember you being able to place a thing like there are very steep hills in it that i thought maybe were actually like impossible to climb hmm. on their surface, but that doesn't make any sense. Because yeah, like, what would you do yeah, if you I ran? I don't think so. And the ramps, the big tall ramps, you couldn't like make the entire. You couldn't do that in all four rows. You could only do it in two rows at once. So you couldn't like make a thing where you could not get past this without being catapulted into like a flat surface. <laughs> Man. I liked it when the mini bosses would play Excite Bike because yeah, because Excite Bike only had like eight seconds of music, and they would just play it over and over and over again at varying tempos. Okay, that's so good. (laughs) They would like a jazzy version. I don't know if there was a prescribed sequence or if they were like doing some like catcher making finger motions to the pitcher (laughs) to like let them know, or if it was always just. Matt, the drummer, just starting out with four drum beats, and then everyone played at whatever speed he did those four drum beats, right. and I just didn't notice that. Yeah, I, I like to imagine that it's improvised. Every time is different. It's a miracle that musicians can play together at all. <laughs> it yeah. kind of is. Yeah, it's like, it's a miracle that birds all know when to, you know, turn. Yeah, yeah. Imagine if birds could only go straight. Like, if you were born facing the opposite direction than the way everybody else migrated, you're just never going to get laid. Like, the only time you ever see another bird is, like, twice a year. A circulating bird is only visible twice a year. I'm pretty sure I've lived years of my life where I only saw someone twice a year. Yeah, I mean, even a stopped bird is right twice a year. Uh, The the real nightmare of living in a one-dimensional universe is that you're forever stuck with your neighbors. Mm. Hmm. Because you can't go through them. Right. Yeah. And then they eventually die, and it's just like, oh, I'm surrounded by corpses. Good. It's not a one-dimensional universe for a bird that can't turn, right? Like, because you can still go up and down. Oh, good point. <laughs> so those aren't, those aren't considered turns? No, no, because you just flap your wings without moving forward, and you can go up. We need to start using, like, instead of t- 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 turning, we need to say pitch, roll, and yaw, and I think that would make things much clearer. What if the birds get into gimbal lock? Um, what's that? I don't know. <laughs> oh, well, it's it's a it's a failure state of pitch roll and yaw as a um as a directionality mechanism. Okay, but I don't understand it. <laughs> but it's what the people use quaternions to get around. Uh what's a quaternion? I don't know. That's kind of Elizabethan poetry, right? It's it's it's. Um, 3D game dev bullshit. This is why I make 2D games. Gimbal lock is the loss of one degree of freedom in a three-dimensional three-gimbal mechanism that occurs when the axes of two of the three gimbals are driven into a parallel configuration, locking the system into rotation in a degenerate two-dimensional space. Yeah, that makes sense. Sort of. Uh, Why why are two things driven into parallel 
state. It's usually because you looked at the sun. The word lock is misleading. No gimbal is restrained. All three gimbals can still rotate freely about their axes of suspension. Nevertheless, because of the parallel orientation of two of the gimbal's axes, there is no gimbal available to accommodate rotation along one axis. I see. Okay. I guess I didn't. I don't really know what a gimbal is, so that. that okay. It's all from this. It looks like gimbals are the things that send you th- to space in the movie Contact. <laughs> Yeah, like the, right. the the three circles that each rotate in different directions. Okay. With you suspended in the middle of them. I believe sure. they call that gyring, and I believe that the region in which this takes place is called the Waby. Okay. I think okay. you mean the Phantom Zone, right? <laughs> uh, I could never get in there because I couldn't afford the toll. <laughs> yeah, gimbal lock. Gimbal lock. Deus Ex Go? Yep. Uh, do you want to go, do you want to Deus Ex Go past that? Maybe we should have a segment about what quaternions are. Okay. This is is like a math thing. This is going to be educational for everybody. In mathematics, the quaternions are a number system that extends the complex numbers. They were first described by, nobody cares about it. Yeah, okay. A feature of that is that multiplication of two quaternions is non-commutative. Okay. Huh. Uh, quaternions are generally represented in the form A plus BI plus CJ plus DK. Would have been way better if they had started with A plus BJ plus CK <laughs> plus DL. Uh, by the way, Zach, I don't know if your... you've realized this, but you're recording an episode of Train Hot Dog right now. Okay. <laughs> so we can, if we can slice this out and Do just, you want me make, to slice all this out just of... make this tonight's episode of Train Hot Dog. Okay. D- uh, but it's not gonna, there's not going to be train noises. Oh, there can be. I always dub those in anyway. Ooh. Oh. Huh, that's clever. <laughs> yeah, we need to get one of those World of Warcraft items that causes everyone around you to make a train noise. And then... <laughs> so there's just a podcast now, or is that... Four-dimensional associative normed division algebra over the real numbers. That's what quaternions form. <laughs> the fuck? Wikipedia it, articles about math are... yeah awful right yeah there is no any scientific like yeah yeah no one understands like there just needs to be a separate layer of wikipedia about math that has enough math that any non-mathematician can understand it i wonder if this is the the same is true for like pop culture shit and we don't notice because we're into the pop culture shit It's, it's just english though do you think that yeah, TV tro- so. do you think that like a given TV tropes page is not parsable if you don't know any of the because because I feel like that is very explicitly not written like you know what is this oh it's like that one time on Star Trek when Worf did this thing you know I, I've it's, definitely developed this coping strategy where like if I don't understand a paragraph on a wiki I assume it's just broken and skip it okay um and it's worked out okay. And it's not a strategy I would have like that I would have uh, would have developed if I were mostly reading, you know, materials that had been edited and written by like a a single person who wanted to make sure everything made sense. So like it's actually really hard for me to to make uh, like assessments like that about uh, Wikipedia and TV tropes because like I'm not reading half of it. It's like walking into the wrong classroom in a college. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. oh, okay, clearly I'm not supposed to be here. I I, I <clears throat> thought I had done that once. I was sitting at the desk, like, 
closest to the door. And the professor, as a joke, said, welcome to such and such that was like a different thing than what it was. And I just immediately walked out. And then, like, the next day realized, wait, that was the class I was supposed to be in and walked in and and he didn't make the joke again. It would be funny if you started every class. Yeah, that would have been funnier. Like, I had a teacher who the way that he used to start exams was he would tell he would say this is the way that exams work in this class i'm going to tell a joke and then when i say the punchline that's when you start taking the test because he wanted to his tests were really difficult and he wanted to put people in a good mood for it i don't remember any of the jokes i think one of i think one of them was about an aspirin once i had a teacher in college who started every single i had his class once a week and every single class he started with exactly the same joke and the (laughs) joke And the joke was, did I tell you the one about the man with the wooden leg? It caught fire and he burned to the ground. This, wait, is, is that, is the joke that it's not a joke? Because I think that's really funny. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> After hearing that joke for so many times, I don't even, I, I can't even process it anymore. <laughs> was it? Was it your dad's joke where whenever Emil Zola came up, he said that Emil oh, Zola's yeah, yeah. wife was so ugly they called her Gorgon? Yep, yep. That's, that's Did he make what, that up? I have no idea, but it's one of his favorite jokes. It's a good cheese joke. Do you guys want to talk about the assignment, The Last of Us? Oh, sure. Sure. I sure, totally yeah. forgot that oh, that was a thing we do. Did you have any? Uh, did you have any other games besides Dark really. Just oh, okay. more Hearthstone and Plants vs Zombies. Yeah, so me too. How, how much of this so did you guys more. play? So much more Hearthstone and so I, much more Plants uh, vs Zombies Heroes. I didn't play it at all. I don't have a yeah. PS3. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have time, but I watched some Let's Play. I I, I watched up until the bit where uh, they get out of the city and and go into the forest. Okay. The like so you watched all of summer. I, like, I I I don't know what the I didn't see which, a title card which, that said summer. It's a, I mean that's the the very beginning of the game. It says summer. Like oh, well, not okay. the very beginning. After after the prologue, after the the like introduction of the virus or the whatever it is. Um, I actually played a fair bit of it uh, since I was in bed anyway. Um, and I guess I got most of the way through summer. I don't know. I don't. I, I, I have through the first quarter of the game is what you're saying. I, I have no fucking idea how long this game. This it, game. This seems game like it is, is interminable. It, it it is really long. Uh, like I played this game. I don't know three or four years ago, and I probably was it a put sixty dollar game when it came out. Or yes. Something? Okay. Because yeah. like I bought no. This, this is like as AAA as it gets. Because like I, I bought this for ten dollars. I was like, how is this a ten dollar game? This makes no sense. It's just like three or four years old. Right? Yeah, okay. yeah. 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 Um, I, I got, I played I got this. a copy of it for free with my PS4. Oh, right. I, yeah, I played this um, on the PS3, I don't know, maybe three years ago or something like that. I probably put like 20 hours into it, and that was almost finishing it. Wow. Um, this time around, I, I played the, the remastered edition on the PS4, um, and I played the... Um, I put some time into the main campaign and I realized this is just a joke. I'm not going to be able to play any, I'm not going to be able to put a dent in this. So I played the, um, the left behind DLC, which uh, is a side story about, um, this is, it is a, uh, sort of an origin story for Ellie, the girl who, uh, uh, what is asymptomatic, who is, who is an asymptomatic zombie basically. 
Um, and it was really like really sweet, really like just like it's her and a friend exploring this abandoned shopping mall and just reacting. That's where she gets bit, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, that happens at the end, like at, at the for like two hours. It's just them like walking around this mall and like they find a photo booth and there was a little photo booth mini game. Huh. And there's a button to post your photos to Facebook and they say, what's that? But if you push the button that actually posts the photos to Uh-oh. your real life Facebook. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, and there's a sequence where like there's a, they find an arcade and, and, and um, Ellie's friend, like there's this really sweet sequence where Ellie's friend, like describes playing the game to Ellie as like, as if she is playing it so that she can have the experience of oh, playing okay. an arcade game, even though they're broken it's uh, I liked it a lot. Um, is there any fighting or puzzle solving or anything in? Yeah, so in, so I've been describing just the half of this that that I liked. It's actually <laughs> intercut with uh, with um, tra- more traditional like zombie fighting sequences. Like, and these are two completely independent but like thematically related storylines that it cuts between. So all the Basically, the 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 um, the mall stuff. The mall stuff is one half of it, and there's another half where like Ellie is. This is a story from like the middle of The Last of Us, where like Joel gets hurt, and Ellie goes to get supplies. I see. Uh, and so you're seeing her going to get supplies, and that's almost all like sneaking in combat, like action sequences, and all the story sequences happen in this other section. So it's like it's structured the same way that the main game is, where like there's some fighting and there's some sneaking. And then there's some story, except in this case, the they're they're like entirely different uh, moments in time. They're entirely different. Like it's one's one sort of a flashback, and one's a. I mean, they're. I, I say flashback, but like it's not overtly so. It's actually just two stories. Was this game released as a single game, or was this released episodically? Uh, the Last of Us was a single game. It was um, okay. like this is when I say this is as AAA as it gets. This is like it is it was definitely a game that like almost certainly lost money but was was intended to be a ps3 system seller so like naughty dog is a company that sony pays to basically do exclusive titles for their their yeah yep it makes me sad because i feel like that just means that i will never play any of these games uh yeah get a playstation and play them because they're they're good i enjoyed i enjoyed uncharted this i i was way surprised I, I guess i didn't know what to expect out of this game i was expecting it to be a lot more narrative and a uh-huh. lot less like tons and tons of systems just pile on top of each other yeah. but there's there's a ton of stuff going on yeah, it, it's pretty like it, it it is pretty involved yeah and i i don't know i i could i could do with less of that stuff but like uh, it's, it's this is this is like I've come to kind of the conclusion that this is what like most people who play games that are sixty dollars are not like me in this respect. They don't want to pay sixty dollars for four hours of good <laughs> game. Good exactly. Yeah. 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 I mean. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So one of the things I wanted to talk about with this game was um, the one of the criticisms of Uncharted is that uh, thematically. Like you are this happy-go-lucky Indiana Jones figure running around and like Defiant. cracking jokes, and 
murdering thousands and thousands and thousands of people. Yeah. Um, and they wanted to solve that problem with this game, and they did it in two ways, one of which was by, like, setting the game in, like, an ap- a zombie apocalypse. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, reasonable that there would be um, a bunch of enemies like that. And also by making the uh, protagonist in the script a sociopath. Okay. Um, sure. And the story, I guess I don't want to spoil it, but, like, in a... In a um, in a character arc, sort of a sense, you, what what this is a, the story of is the humanization of, of the main character. No, okay. <laughs> I the mean, sort sort of like I I actually I'm not sure that I think that was what they were going for, but it is pretty clearly still a sociopath at the end of it. Just one who is in love with this 11 year old. In, in a father figure sort of way, I mean, but like still like like in a very like ownership, like very clearly like um, like defying her wishes, ownership sort of a way. I see. Um, and that was why I didn't finish the game was like I saw where the last chapter was going and was like, I don't want any part of this. Hmm. Um, yeah, uh, I, I think it's really well made, really well written. Like if it were a movie, I would have loved it. Are you mostly just shooting dudes? There's a lot of sneaking. So uh, in the, it's, it's like um, Wolfenstein in that you can, uh, I think almost, almost literally every encounter you can successfully sneak through. Uh, there are definitely um, some where they, they just start off aggressive and, and know where you are okay, and stuff. So okay. It's, um, it's not always like that. And then the failure state is you have to get and kill them. But um, I think and also like Wolfenstein, like there are places, at least this happened to me and I don't know if it was a bug or not, where you can go along and sneaking around doing stuff. And then if you become seen, a bunch more dudes spawn. Yeah. And that's, I don't think that, I don't think situation. that happens in this game. No. Yeah. I, I, I oh, definitely happened. I, I had right. like, I had exhaustively cleared an entire area and was coming up upon the last person. They they saw me, and then suddenly six more uh, that guys sucks. sort of spawned out just all around me. And I was like, what yeah, that was that was something that? that like I remember back in like 2013 or whatever. Whenever I played it, I remember like comparing this in my head to Uncharted, where like Uncharted was full of moments where like I can't believe there are so many goddamn guys. And in The Last of Us, I remember thinking like repeatedly like, oh, I thought there were going to be more guys. And being pleasantly surprised by that, but like, yeah, I think that might have just been because I had just played an Uncharted game and was comparing it. Or you were just you were just always very successful in your stealthing. Yeah, right? maybe. Like that's that seems like a a way to get through it. Um, I I really appreciate sort of the the world building because the the settings are all really good. But then everything is also this weird constructed level that's more or less linear. And you don't have a lot of choices. Yeah. And so I like. The, well, the choices a, you have are like, what? How do you approach a combat situation? Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of wish there was more agency in that way. Yep. Um, a lot of different types of guns. <laughs> yep. And I'm not exactly sure why. Like, I don't understand what the like why I need three or four different kinds of pistol or whatever. 
I, I bet people who are really good at this game know why. Okay. It just it was baffling to me, like, what the point of all of this was. Yeah. I guess I just I, I wanted it to be more spending time with the characters sort of talking to each other and less time sneaking around shooting things. Yeah. So I posted a link in the Slack which was like it was what was called it was called like The Last of Us the movie which is mm. like this is a genre of YouTube video that people make which is like they will take the cutscenes of a game and like cut in some gameplay and try to make a movie like experience out of it. And the movie for Uncharted, for other, for The Last of Us, it's still like six hours, wow, or like at least four. It, it's just, um, and I wonder like if if you were to try to watch that as a movie, uh, would it hold up as like as 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 a movie? Would could you just watch this and and enjoy it and be entertained? Right. Because like it's, I think of the Naughty Dog games as being like well-written and well-performed, but that's in the context of being a video game. And like really what, what they're doing that's unique in video games is just like putting actors in a room together and having them actually like react to each other rather than recording individual lines and then having a, a voice director make sure it all fits together and splicing them. Uh, and that's like, that's a standard that every movie meets Almost every movie. <laughs> right. So, like, you know, I have not played a lot of these AAA games. Um, it seems like one of the things that separates these, like Uncharted or Last of Us, from other uh, sort of smaller studio games is that they just have actual other NPCs on the screen. Like, it seems like a lot of... Like Firewatch, for example, is yeah. a situation where... Yeah, yeah. Animating you, a human to go around with you, that's incredibly expensive. Yeah. And so, like, the, the, cost, of, the cost of that is just out of control, so you just have one character, and so they, they make stories about just having one character. Even, like, even Portal, you know, yep. is just a single character. And yeah, a, yeah. And, and when Portal 2, like, suddenly got a budget, that was weird. But there weren't really people in that yeah yeah but they either. were they were like the world animated like oh, you, yeah. instead of yeah, like the little like, i mean the little personality spheres and stuff yeah, yeah. wheatley was hugely animated sure but also just a sphere yeah but in wow. portal like Come one on. of the he had like a face like he had but he didn't have to articulate limbs and there jump that and thing was there tremendously were, articulated yeah, there were tons of articulation on that he, like his his handle that flipped back. And it forth was not and a human all that we that all. Sure, it didn't. It didn't have to be articulated in such a way that it was convincing as a person. Yeah, and so like it, even as much money as they spent on Elizabeth in Bioshock Infinite, still, all I can remember is Hey Booker, catch! Hey Booker, catch! Hey Booker, catch! Hey Booker, catch! Like because yeah. she's like an item. She's like a resource fountain or something. Yeah, is that how that works? They could have recorded more lines for that. Oh, it was just the just the audio. I mean, you'd have to do thousands, a hundred lines to. For, I mean, yeah. they've got disc space on that disc for a hundred lines. Yeah, but there aren't a hundred ways to say that. Like, there isn't someone <laughs> yeah. who there is I mean, not someone who over the course of twelve hours in your life is going to just throw you a hundred objects and tell <laughs> you to catch them uh, and have a different fun way to say it every time I, I so there's no way to convincingly simulate that playing Grand Theft Auto 2 and uh, like they had you know probably 
10 different voices for the the crowd just the crowd of dudes that like the pedestrians and they said the same like 12 lines in the 10 different voices oh yes i mean skyrim does that okay yeah yeah. And, and like apparently paying a writer to come up with a new way to say like this is what the job of a games writer is is like you've got a spreadsheet and you need to to write i see the protagonist here and i'm gonna go kill him 50 different ways yeah. Um and apparently like doing that is is more expensive than like paying uh 10 voice actors to each read the lines. Jim, shall we meet tonight for cigars and whiskey? <laughs> is is that your way of saying you see me and you're going to kill me? Yeah. No, I think that's my way of saying I don't see anyone, so there's no one that we need to kill right now. Oh, I see. So we should be talking about what's going on later. Right. I mean, I like I always want cigars and whiskey, so I feel like if <laughs> If so day really, to day I was around another person who had my exact same job and who looked exactly like me, probably <laughs> a lot of the time what I would say is, hey, do you want to go get some cigars and whiskey? Because I would probably say yes. Uh-huh. And then that's what we would go do. Yeah. And if he said no, I would say, all right, well, I'll go do that by myself because that's what I was going to do anyway. One oh. thing that Doom did was that it played all the sounds it had at like randomly... Uh, different pitches like up and down maybe a semitone yeah and i wonder if that would have helped with hey booker catch hey booker catch hey booker catch <laughs> hey, booker. or yeah. just add a number hey booker yeah. catch number one hey booker catch hey number booker eight. catch 12 29 or if it uh if it like kind of drunk jeff goldblumed it where <laughs> it randomly sped hey booker catch yeah i think we've sussed it guys that's pretty good like the the elizabeth is is her name even elizabeth yeah it is okay malfunctioning robot yeah elizabeth heads up coming at you yep coming your way hey here's a thing in the air moving towards you enjoy oh here's here's an item that line took too long so it's past you uh i'll catch you next time (laughs) Do you want this? <laughs> too, too bad. Think fast. Think fast is probably one of them. <laughs> but I mean, think slow. Just kidding. Fast. Yeah. I meant. <laughs> See you on the flip side, because I'm flipping a coin at you. I we, See you on the toss side. <laughs> so, like <laughs> next week, there's going to be a, a mod of the PC version of Bioshock Infinite using this podcast. Using as, yeah. Oh, Here, call this a salad, because I'm tossing it to you. <laughs> Oh, we told me the same joke like three or four times in my travels. Oh, before. yeah. So. Did you know that, um, did you know that the Red Guards used curved swords? Curved swords. <laughs> There's so. you should have, you know, you should have fled at the Mage's Guild in Winterhold if you've got the aptitude. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, I, I guess you guys played more Skyrim than I did. <laughs> the, the best arrow defense the is a good defense. Am All I right. right? The, the arrow to the knee <laughs> thing is like... That almost came full circle because somebody then just made up a story about how it was uh, a Nordic... like. Oh yeah, it's meaning you got married. Yeah. Like the, yeah. But then that, was, that turned out to be just a lie. Apocryphal, yeah. That's good though. That's a better story than... Than an actual arrow yeah. to the knee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Well, it's a better story in a world where either thing is equally likely to happen to you, you know? Sure, that's true. Oh, yeah, so you don't know which half of them got married and which half of them actually took an arrow to the knee. Yeah, so it's (laughs) fine. I mean, you can, you know, whichever one... I don't know, I guess, whichever one you think is a more shameful reason to to leave a career, you can pretend it's the other one. I, uh, I actually really liked the bow and arrow as my weapon of choice in uh, Last of Us. Yeah. Like, it, uh, stealth, stealthy weapon at a distance is, is a good like my, style. Mechanically, my favorite part of The Last of Us was throwing bottles to get, to get people to go investigate where I wasn't. Right. One thing that um, Left Behind did um, uh, was I don't think in the main game you ever encountered um, zombies and humans at the same time. Um, and they mm. they mixed them together in um, in this expansion. And you can see why they didn't do it in the main game because the, the outcome is always... They just fight you, each other. You throw the bottle at the humans and then the zombies kill the humans and then you kill the zombies or... Maybe this human. Sometimes the humans kill the zombies, and then you kill the humans. It's never, you know, super interesting. But I mean, yeah, it's it's fun for two hours. Yeah, I I I kind of wish it would just have. I don't know. It was it was. I every time I was like, oh, I think ev- this must be this must be where it's about to end, and then every nope, just- every video game is too long. This is just like how I feel about every game now. I think it, that I think that just means we're too old for the games. If it's too long, you're too old. Yeah, yeah maybe. That's yeah, what they say. Yeah. I can't. I cannot imagine for such a big variety of reasons ever wanting to play a Naughty Dog game. Like, huh. I. You agreed to this. I well, didn't. This he, was a, he, this he, was a, he agreed to it because he was out of town. He oh like, right, I, I right. Yeah. This. I mean, this oh, was a, this was like a backer suggestion that I was physically incapable of playing. Oh so, right. Like, so not, so and then we didn't do that podcast, and so you know, now you're stuck with this situation. Yeah. Like I thought like, I was not, doing it because it was a show that I wasn't going to be on. Yeah. Is why I thought it was a good idea. But then Sorry, we realized that I, we couldn't I, do the show. I no, 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 remember the situation. It's totally fine. Like and like I could have made myself do it, but like, you know, I played and beat Arkham Asylum. And that is the only third-person console game that I have been able to play for more than, like, 15 minutes without just getting too frustrated with the controls Mm -hmm. or the fact that it's on a console, so I had to go to a different room to play it, like... Can I... Can I complain about the save system for a minute? I don't remember it. Yeah, what's true about it? Uh, so there is no dedicated, like, autosave slot. So when you save a game, it saves your... It just, like... Let's say let's say that, you know, you start the game and it's, like, in save slot, save slot one. And it's just auto-saving over that as you progress. And it doesn't tell you when, it's, when the checkpoints are or, or anything like that. Uh, no, really? It doesn't do the when you see this, don't turn nope. off your console? I not, thought that was like a... Not I a thought you couldn't time. pass cert without... This never shows up. That feature. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, you go to save. So I save in a second slot. Uh, now, so now, I, now I'm playing in the second slot and it's auto-saving over that thing. Um, so if I want to... If I think there might be something about to happen, I need to stop and save in a new slot and then if I go back and load that's the save game 
I need to remember to immediately save, save it, it in the, a new slot or the, save over the other one because it's going to it's, as soon as I start playing that one it, when I load a slot I'm I'm now playing in that slot it doesn't you never create a static save save game I ever mean, this so this seems like <clears throat> a very bad compromise was reached in the conversation that we were having the other day about how do we want saving to work in West of Loathing because I kind of think the way that saving should work in video games is that the player should never, ever have to think about it at all. And if the player wants to do something like, oh, I want to go back and see what would have happened if I did something differently, they just can't. Like, that's, that is, that is, what happens that is how this. I think that it should be. But there is a way around it. It's just a shitty way around it that is a big pain in the ass it's and really is counterintuitive. And it would be better if it just didn't let you do that. Like, I feel like you would be happier if you just were forced to experience the thing and you didn't have any opportunity to, like, fuck with the timeline. All the Naughty Dog games have a chapter select. Oh, do they? Yeah. Because I'm not... I guess I haven't. Is that only when op- available when you? It's on the title it? screen, I think. And I th- no, I think it unlocks chapters as you go. Hmm. Okay. Um, well, that's cool. So I'm p- potentially, I could find somebody who's beaten this game, and then I could play just the good chapters. Y- yes. Yeah. But I mean, I wouldn't know how to. Yeah. You wouldn't know which ones they are, and probably the good chapters are actually good moments in the middle of each chapter or at the yeah. end. And how does that work? Because you're. Do you just start with sort of an average loadout? Like That's what, a good question. What does I don't that even know. Mean? Like I don't think it's gonna like it is hugely important what you've collected yeah, and that's a what good point. specializations like I would I don't think I would have continued playing this if I could couldn't get rid of the like handshake with weapons or whatever. Oh. Because that's yeah. what I immediately spent all of my upgrade pills on. Yeah, was, yeah. Reducing weapon shake because like I just Is it really pills? It's literally pills. Yeah, you yeah. you're taking pills, that's how you upgrade yourself. Yeah. What kind of pills are they? It's un, random, non-handshake <laughs> pills. Like yeah. it, it's when, just... when you when you experience pills, when you get out into the forest, like the the guy, the let's play I was I was uh, watching made a point of pointing this out. He like took a, a slight di- diverge off the path and looked down at a little flower pot he'd found full of like I don't know they look like little lavender flowers and the little vitamin icon popped up <laughs> and the and the guy that was watching watching him play was like what the fuck and he was like yep natural vitamins <laughs> okay yeah. yeah i guess you do harvest plants <laughs> i mean all like th- that's where the pills come from yeah usually yeah, I learned that from playing Big Pharma. Yeah. <laughs> Pills come from you sending explorers out to the jungle. Or, or like, you just get some lavender. That's so you get kidney failure. You also, get kidney failure from lavender? Apparently that's, like, oh, maybe I'm misremembering, but I think that, like, if cat cats eat, eat even a little bit of lavender, they're just dead. What? Mm. That sounds so horrible. Yeah, it cats is. kidneys seem to be like bullshit. That's like basically <laughs> yeah. the only reason cats ever die is because of kidney failure. Yeah, well, and, I, and I mean like dogs tearing them apart. But like, <laughs> it could be that, or it could be like, turns out cat food is just bad for cats, <laughs> or cats would never live as long as that right. if we didn't keep them inside away from predators. Or that. Oh, like, I, I watched a sort of a documentary called The Lion in Your Living Room, which is a sort of a story about house cats and mm-hmm. wait, it talks wait. about their it's a story well i mean it's it's a exploration of what okay. what what house cats are and it like talks about their like physiology and their 
origins and like how they fit into society and that kind of thing. And so there have been multiple times. This happened once when Amelia was at the house when I was in. I don't remember where I was. It was could have been when we went to Indicate or something, and a man came to fix the roof because it was uh, it was raining, and she described the cat as being like really scared of this guy, and he's not normally scared of people. Yeah. But today, a man came. Another contractor came to do a bunch of like measuring inside the house for when they are gonna gut it after we move out, and the cat was like. I was sitting in my chair working and he like crawled between my back and the chair and was like shaking wow. with fear, which I've not ever seen a cat do. It was just like mm-hmm. trembling. It was weird. Was it like some equipment they had maybe? No, it was just a dude. He had he wasn't carrying anything like he like he just wow. doesn't like like yeah. what I my joke to Amelia was like I think our cat might be a coastal elitist like <laughs> he just is scared of like blue collar middle aged white dudes that's interesting maybe there's huh. maybe there's some kind of like glue or solvent or something that contractors work with mm. that he could smell that you made out of cats yeah mm. made out of cats yeah. Uh, yeah April's dog Willow gets freaked out like very quiet and still whenever we sweep. <laughs> hmm. um, Fernand runs for cover whenever I open the oven. And I, well, that does it make a squeaking sound. A slight one. Yeah. Yeah. Phineas well, runs then, away if I'm holding anything large, like yeah. if I am carrying a large, like if I, if I walk out of my room with my laundry basket and he yeah. sees me in the hallway, he will just like bolt. Yeah. The, the hypothesis we have is that like, in a previous life, she was like beaten with sticks or something. Like her previous owner, was she like a bad sitch rescue? Uh, it was. It was like a dog in a field rescue. Like mm. we don't. We don't know how it got there. She was outstanding in her field. Yes. <laughs> well, those are the things various pets we have are afraid of. Yeah. The, the last, last of us, everyone. <laughs> It's, it's, it's mushroom zombies, guys. Like Next. it's not a regular oh. zombie. Those zombies right. are pretty gross. Yeah, yeah. We decided without telling Riff that our next assignment is Darkest Dungeon. We're gonna ah. finally get around to playing Jokes Darkest on you. Dungeon. Kevin told me. What? It's true. You've ruined. You've ruined Riff's Darkest Dungeon surprise. <laughs> I've already played. A We've bunch got of another this, Darkest so. Dungeon surprise for you, Riff. Uh oh. You're the dungeon me to is one? you. No! Is this the one where you? <laughs> like you make characters and they travel in a group and then there's like stuff happens and often it's bad but sometimes it's good there's like a they, challenge and it, they'll like yeah okay I'm vaguely aware of this yeah. game it's it's brutal okay it's it's hard and everything goes bad all the time and it's really bleak and depressing it's darkest yeah okay it is it is probably the darkest dungeon I can't think of a darker one you have to have a lot of torches, or the dungeon gets even darker. None more dark. No. Cool. None does not simply walk into more dark. <laughs> you guys, I here's another tweet I made that I didn't think got quite enough attention. No child left behind, none child left beef. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that one. It's a pretty good tweet. Sure. We were talking on the previous podcast about a tweet that I didn't feel like got enough attention. Anyway, uh, everybody, worked. well, go on, go on. Retweet all my tweets. Yeah, do it. My, my oh, yeah, what is your what is your Twitter? Handle? My Twitter handle is at Puzzle Theory. Oh please! Just kidding. That's Kevin. My Twitter handle is at Zap Jackson. Riff, who are you yeah. on Twitter? I'm Rifflesby, and actually, I forgot to mention this in the uh, 
earlier section, but I started a new Let's Play with uh, Jenny, and we're we're playing the uh, the old Game Boy Advance game Hamtaro Ham Ham Heartbreak for about an hour every week. And if you follow me on Twitter, you can see when those are when those episodes are posted on Tuesdays. I want to watch that. It's a super weird and extremely cute game. Ham Ham Heartbreak. Yeah, it's about two hamsters who are fixing the relationships of other hamsters who have had their relationships ruined by a hamster anti-Cupid. Okay. Huh. Sure. All right. Yep. And, and I'm and, Jim. Yeah, and Jim... <laughs> On Twitter, you are uh, Magwai Poet. Uh, just uh, spelled like it sounds. Is there an underscore? There is an underscore. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen, I've had a fantastic time recording this episode of Video Games Hot Dog with you, and I hope we do it again real soon. And listeners, I hope you'll join us. And if you don't, you will. And if you do, you won't. And Jim, play us out. Goodbye. Uh, tell a friend about this. Train hot dog. Make a hamburger out of farts. Is this this episode is not divisible by four, so we can't ask for iTunes reviews. That used to be Kevin's rule of thumb. Oh yeah, you should do like at this point. Probably everybody listening to this who listens to any other podcasts knows all the stuff, right? Like, because every other podcast does this. Just do all that stuff for us. Also, do it every other week that we don't ask. Yeah, and back our Patreon available at. I don't know the Patreon URL, but just search for Video Games Hot Dog Patreon yep. or go to videogameshotdog.com. I think there's a link to the Patreon. Well, oh, if there geez, isn't, that's a major hope so. <laughs> uh, yes, it says support us on Patreon in the NES font. Cool. Man, remember when I made this website? Yeah, it's great. I don't know can about you, that. Can you kill the skeleton yet? No. You're a game developer. <laughs> you want to make it so you can kill the skeleton? <laughs> Maybe. That should be a backer level. Like once we hit a certain funding goal, we can. Uh, oh, we'll whisper that we'll whisper the sequence of commands necessary to kill the skeleton. Well, no, we'll implement the skeleton's death. Oh, so that anyone can kill it. Yeah, I think we should only let backers kill it. Okay. Oh, okay. With like a All secret right. code phrase. Yeah, it's a, it's got a kill switch. <laughs> right. Flatlander woman. What? Is that's that's from Deus Ex. Yeah, I was gonna say, is that was that what's her name's? Anna Novakova. Navarra. Uh, yeah, Anna something. Anna Navarra? Yeah, Anna Navarra. Navarra. Yeah. yeah. And Anna Karenina. And Rufus Wainwright. <laughs> <laughs> Who was the... Douglas Gunther, Gunther Herman. Oh, Gunther, yeah. 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 The, the, um, what, the Lilliputian machine or something like that? I don't remember his. Was yeah. that a Rufus Wainwright album? Uh, yeah, when, when you said it to him, he said, I was, I'm not a machine, and then explodes. Huh. It was very, very poignant. Mm. Spoilers and, and for Deus Ex, I'm sorry. <laughs> and wrong. Oh, yeah, how do you... Um, it was, like, tricky to learn their kill phrases, right? Like, wasn't uh, it... Not back in the day, because back in the day, I read everything. Mm. Right. I, uh, you can avoid killing everyone except for, I think, Anna. I think you have to kill her. It, it, I think it was definitely possible to, like... Yeah, the, yeah, Deus Ex was not constructed to let you, like, explicitly to let you avoid killing people. So, like, doing so was actually really hard. Right. There was some, there was a, a theoretical way to glitch past the, her, but it was, I tried for an hour and couldn't pull it off, so. Yeah. Screw you had that. to go to the pause screen and then select the boomerang while unpausing. 
<laughs> right. And then you were outside the heliport. I don't remember where you fought her, but I assume it's a heliport. Basically, it's every not. part of Deus Ex takes place in a heliport. It's inside the UNATCO headquarters. Except at the cast party where everybody drinks heliport. <laughs> uh, I, we, I, should, we should get some a bottle of heliport. I this. bet even oh, if you glitched past having to kill her, everyone would still act like you did. Uh, it's possible. Yeah. It's probably just how it's scripted. Or they would just act like they'd never met you because you'd moved on to a timeline where you didn't exist. Hmm. It was. It's like how um, in uh, what there was like a. It it, it measures how you uh, handle the situation in the the Tan Hotel by whether or not you went out the window or the front door. Yeah. So like, even if you like killed everybody oh, and right. saved everybody, like, uh, did you did both yeah. to everybody? If you went out the window, it still acted as if you had run away. I many years ago, Anthony Birch posted a Twitter screenshot of his Deus Ex character creation page, where his, the first name of his of his J C Denton was Paul Blart, and the last name was Mall Cop. And <laughs> I really liked that he had created a situation in which Mister and Missus Denton had named their two sons Paul and Paul Blart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> He didn't even know, you know, at that point. He, right. hadn't, he hadn't played to the point where he learned he had a brother named Paul. <laughs> anyway. Good night, good everyone. Times. That's, a, that's, that's it. That's Paul all you get. Dead. Also, I'm pretty sure that they weren't just, they weren't like brothers, right? Like, weren't they brothers? I think they were clones. I think they were, bo- yeah. they were both clones. No. Clones aren't brothers. Literally brothers. Identical twins. Brothers from no mother. Right. Did they have the same character model? Uh, so. One of them had a had terrible facial hair. I think they both did actually, but different. And that's hereditary, right? So yeah, right. they can't have the same genes, <laughs> right? One of them wore sunglasses. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Houdini Splicer <laughs> Shit. from Bioshock. Yeah, that's a is a video game. Yeah, I've not played made it. by. David Lee Roth. Uh-huh. <laughs> Who's also a really good teleporter. All right. Who, uh-huh. Yeah, David Lee Roth, Sammy Hagar, Edward Van Halen, and Jedediah Van Halen. I, I don't know. 